Blog Talk Radio. Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner, and our co-host, Brian J. Henderson, will be with us momentarily. I tell you what, people, tonight we have a special, special show. We have best-selling author Sherry Lewis, who will be with us shortly, as well as Brian J. Henderson. You know, I, I want to talk until everybody comes in. I want to talk about uh, authors who's writing their own books, who's self-publishing, and the benefits of writing and having your own book and publishing your own book, just having your own business. And I'll say this to everybody out there. If you have a dream, if you have a goal, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. The thing, the beautiful thing about all of this is, once you realize that all you all you have to do is go forward, fight for what you want, and things will happen. And that's what our guest tonight has done. She's Essence Magazine bestseller, best-selling author. She's beautiful. You can go to her website. I'm there now. It's SherryLewis.com, and you can read about her and her books. She's got this wonderful book out, um, The List. We're going to talk about that with her tonight. And also she has another book, Dancing to Destiny, and My Soul Cries Out by Sherry Lewis. I tell you what, we have an interesting show tonight, and we're having a little bit of difficulties of trying to get everybody in right now. But you know what? That's not going to stop us from having a wonderful, wonderful show. I spoke with Sherry, it's been about a month now, and she wanted to come back on. And I said, you know, Sherry, we would love to have you come back on and talk with the women out there that are trying to do something, that are trying to come in and make things happen for themselves. And I tell you what, she is such a a beautiful person, and I think we have Sherry on the call right now. Sherry, 678, Sherry, is that you? That's me. Sherry, how you doing? Hey, good, very good. I think everybody's tired of hearing me talk about you. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you know what? I, I I wanted to introduce you to everybody. Those to those that are just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and you know our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. And tonight we have with us the best Essence Magazine best-selling author Sherry Lewis. And Sherry, we're going to get into uh, the topics of talking about your books. The, okay. the, the one, the the new one that you have out now is the list. Right. Yes. And we sent that out, and we and we telling everybody read the excerpts. Go to her website. It's SherryLewis.com. S H E R R I Lewis.com. And Sherry, I know I didn't give you any justice in introducing you, but for those that are listening, please go out, support the sister. She's doing beautiful, beautiful things right now, and we just we're just so excited to have you on, Sherry. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. <laughs> What you know, the last time I was telling Brian just the other day, we, we were talking about you, and we were. I, I said, you know what? It, it doesn't surprise me that the award, the, the awards that you're getting and you're receiving right now, it doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. I I really can see you, yourself as far as writing books, writing movies, and 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 all of this stuff. Wow. Yeah. What's wow. what's new? What's what's new going on for you right now? Well, I mean, the latest thing is, of course, um, the list that just came out, which I'm so excited about. I love the book. I've gotten so much uh, positive feedback from the book so far. It seems like everybody loves the book. And um, Mm -hmm. just yesterday, I turned in uh, the manuscript to my fourth book, and so that will come out March of next year. I'm excited about that as well. But but it's amazing that you would say that because a good friend of mine and I are looking into some movie stuff. And uh, that would be the next thing I would have to teach myself how to do is how to write a script. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tonight I, I, I opened up the show, and I was everybody that 
the things that you want in your life, the goals and your dreams, you can have those things if you don't quit. Yeah, and, absolutely. And for you, yeah, and for you being the person that's out there in the fire doing it, and we just applaud your efforts and the things that you're doing. And the reason I say that is your hard work is making it easier for the next woman or the next author to follow in your footsteps. I hope so. Yes. Do you think yeah. now that you're seeing more and more African-American women, you're seeing more and more books coming out now, do you think that's touching our our young girls? I hope so. I really hope so. I know there's a lot of different kinds of literature out there that, you know, I don't want to criticize anybody's work, but if I were a mother, um, I wouldn't necessarily want my child to read some of the stuff that's out there, that they're getting their hands on, some of the more gritty stuff that may be a little bit more advanced for them. But I know there's a lot of good Christian fiction, and not necessarily just Christian fiction, but a lot of good clean fiction that's coming out. So I hope kids are reading more. You know, they may start out reading a certain author or a certain kind of literature, and it may get them turned on to reading just in general, and hopefully they'll venture into some stuff that's more positive for them. Right, right. I think Brian just joined us. Brian, are you there? I am finally here, and I apologize for being late. <laughs> yes, I, I, I know you have a question for Sherry. Uh, yes, I do. First of all, how are you? I'm good. Other than having allergy voice, I'm I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't tell. Yeah, okay, we good. can't tell at all. You sound just like you did the last time we had okay. you on. You know, and okay, my question was actually about the list. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I first heard about the book, the list, immediately I thought about what list. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made me remember uh, where I used to work with this young lady, and she had like the top ten things that a husband should have. And this is what she would use to decide whether she was going to date somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, that was, and it made me think about, like, that's her book. Right, exactly, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) exactly, yeah. Yeah, the list is basically about single, successful, saved women who are tired of waiting on God to bring their soulmate. So they take matters into their own hands, they develop a list of all the qualities they want in a man, and they go on this hilarious adventure trying to be found by their husbands. Because, you know, Christian women aren't supposed to find their husbands. They're supposed to be found. That's right. But they figure they need to help God out a little bit with his, you know, with him bringing <laughs> their men along. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what? I, I, I emailed Dee Stewart the day mm-hmm. that Steve Harvey was on Oprah, and I said, Dee, is oh, yeah. supposed to be on Oprah? I know. <laughs> I was actually in the in the gym on the elliptic trainer screaming like I should be on there I should be on there but you know we you know we aren't close yet we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's gonna happen. I'm I'm sure it's gonna happen. With yeah. with the list, you know, we've talked so much about Sherry. We, we really want to talk with you about your books. We really want people to go online and and, and support your your books. Buy everything that you have. We want everything sold out. Uh, okay. Because. I, <laughs> Your books are clean, yeah. and everybody can read them and follow them. There's not a lot of crazy stuff going on in your books. It's, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's pretty much everyday life that's, that's, that you're writing about. Yeah. And that's yeah. what, I think that's what women and men, I think that's what we all want to just, just read about the everyday things that are happening. We can laugh about some things. We can cry about some things. Exactly. And I just applaud you again for keeping it real and just talking about things that we can all grow from. Thank you. Yeah. What, 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 I tried made, to you, yeah, what made you want to write Christian fiction books? Um, I mean, basically because it's who I am. I am a Christian, have always been, and my relationship with God is the center of my everything. And everything in my my life revolves around my relationship with him. And so... It just would be natural, you know, for me to write Christian fiction. I don't think I could write anything else. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you know what? You know, I, I have a question. Okay. How how easy or tough is it to be a, a writer Christian fiction in a world where, you know, all the romance novelists, so to speak, sort of have a stranglehold on the market? 
Well, actually, a recent article came out in Publishers Weekly that Christian fiction is the one of the hottest genres right now. I, you know, I don't know whether people are tired of the erotica and street lit or whatever. Well, no, because those are pretty hot too. But people are really enjoying Christian fiction. They like good, clean reading, and they like stuff that's about God. So it's one of the hottest genres out there. So I'm hmm. glad to be a part of it. I mean, that's what I would write anyway, but it, it just happens to be good that it's doing well right now. Hmm. That's, that's yeah. powerful. And to those that are out there saying, you know, to to have a Christian fiction book is to write a book about romance. There has to be a lot of sex. There has to be a lot of cheating. There has to be just yeah. a lot of dirt, dirt, dirty stuff going on. But that's not the case with the things that you write. Well, I mean, sometimes those things happen in the lives of Christians. Like in my first book, that's exactly what happens is cheating. And um, in my second book, there's some fornicating. So, I mean, I, I try to let my Christian fiction mirror real life. And that stuff, unfortunately, does go on in the life of Christians. But I try to make it to where the solution or the end of it is always redemptive, that they always end up uh, with the godly solution to whatever's going on. So that's that's one thing that I do in my Christian fiction is try to keep it real. Things that happen to real people in real life, whether they're Christians or not, you know, I, I try to let it happen to my characters. But I try to let the response be a Christian response to it. Right. So you so you, you come out with a strong and powerful message at the end. Try to. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's you, you do a wonderful job of it. You do a wonderful job of it. Did you ever think that you would have, you're writing your fourth book, did you ever think that this day would come where you could sit back and say, wow, I have three books now, I'm working on my fourth? Never in a million years. Sometimes I, like if I go into a bookstore, just a random Barnes & Noble and a random Borders, and I see my books on the shelf, it still freaks me out. It's like, wow, this is real. I mean, you know, it's 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 amazing to me. It wasn't one of the things that I always dreamed of when I was a little girl. It wasn't you know, anything that I'd planned. I just kind of stumbled into it, and it worked. So it's still it's still amazing to me, definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and and I think it's just inspiring that you that we see so many um, Christian authors beginning to get into the foray of, you know, the Christian fiction writing. Yeah. You know, we spoke to, um, oh, I cannot remember, um, I think it was the Damascus Road Authors. Oh, uh, okay. a couple months back, and you know they were trying to do this movement of Christian authors, where it was just a whole conglomerate of writers of Christian fiction and Christian nonfiction, or what have you. And you know, have you seen anything similar to that, to where there's like a movement of Christian authors and they get together and you know sort of band together and uh, and do things? Yeah, there have been a, a few um, Christian anthologies that have been done. Um, I'm trying to think of all the different people that have done some. Um, I know Linda Hudson-Smith and uh, Kendra Norman Bellamy and Stacey Hawkins-Adams had one that came out that was really, really good, that I really mm -hmm. enjoyed. Um, Tia McCullers and a couple of others are coming out with one. There was one large one um, oh, that came out a few years back, and it was a large group of authors. And so, yeah, it's something that, that we do often, just to get together and write something together. Um, sometimes for the stronger authors to introduce some of the authors that aren't as popular as the others, and sometimes just to do a, a project together. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Greg, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, I okay. am. I was going to uh, actually ask you a question, Greg. Greg, what do you think, and this is, this is our sort of critique of you, okay. Ms. Lewis, what do you think of an author actually moving past just being an author and doing some other things? Because I'll tell you, when we sent out the pictures, mm -hmm. we kept hearing people say, is she an actress? Is she, you oh, know wow. What I mean? that, was the, that was some of the stuff. That I, and, and they were like, is that, is, is that actress or author? Wow. You know, so okay. My thing is, Maybe they're speaking that. I don't know. But, you know, what do you think, Greg? Do you think it's that Christian fiction can become, you know, can move past where it is now? I mean, and when I say that, I think about, uh, you know, we have the, the Christian entities like uh, Mr. Tyler Perry, you know, where he took something that was just a bunch of plays and how he's made that into a, you know, what I like to call a holy hustle. <laughs> you know, where he's just he's just taking it to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running things. Yeah. You know, so do you think Christian fiction can 
can do the same type of thing? Sherry is doing that right now. Well, trying to, trying I, to. I, I believe, yeah. I believe, yeah, I believe she's going to help take it to another level. Uh, yeah. We we know all the authors that she was talking about. We've had Stacy Hawkins Adams on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Very very polished and smart. And people that saw your picture, Sherry. Well, you know everybody wants to know if you're married. The guys. <laughs> I see. I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell her that. I'm trying to ignore them, and I'm trying to say, well, oh, stick boy. to the program. She's coming on the radio show, and she's not looking for a husband. She's just trying to do the right thing as far as, yeah. you know, push a business and help yeah, people. trying to market get a my book. book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody wants to know. She's married. She's Although, married. if there's anyone out there that's everything on my list, you could email me. You know, that, would, that wouldn't be a problem. Oh. <laughs> now we, just play now, it. Now just play it. Just play it. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Every now Making y'all's lives difficult. Yeah, everybody <laughs> yeah. wants to know. Sherry said she's going to marry such and such, and it's just going to be a big mess. But no, she's just having fun. <laughs> she's just having fun. But yeah, definitely. I, I, to answer Brian, Brian, to answer your question, I think I think what Sherry's doing, I think this thing is going to take her to uh, a bigger level than what she ever thought, because that's what God so. would do. When you're doing his work, yeah. he'll open doors for you that you never thought would open. And yeah. you start down a road like Sherry's doing and writing books, you never know where he will take her for doing that, for her being obedient. Mm-hmm. We don't know her relationship with God. We don't know the things she's talking about to God in private. He said that if you bless me in the private, if you pray to me in the private, I will bless you in the public. So we will see that. We'll see everything that she's trying to do. We'll see it come to fruition. We'll see that. So if you're listening to the show tonight, write her name down. <laughs> and I'm not putting pressure on you, Sherry. I'm just putting, and I'm just saying the promises that God has promised to you, those things will come true. It will come to life. Amen. I receive that. Yeah. Receive that. So to answer your question, Brian, yes, I see it. I, I see her doing great things outside of just writing and um, writing her books. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. You know, and so now I say this to you, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Oh yes, she's ready. Ooh, that's a great question. I am. I am preparing myself. I've already uh, been asked to do a lot of speaking engagements, and I, I really, really enjoy that. That's one of my favorite things to do. It's really speak to, especially women, just speak to people's hearts and really uh, just minister out of my experiences and my life experiences and my relationship with the Lord. So that's one of the things is being on a speaking circuit. But uh, I'd love to write movies. I don't know about acting. I've never really, I mean, other than, you know, everybody acts in high school, does a school play or something. I've never really done anything uh, as far as acting, but I'm open to whatever God is saying. I'm, I'm awesome. completely open. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see big things. And, again, you know, what what I want to uh, focus on right now, Sherry, is mm-hmm. the women that are out there that are hurting. Mm-hmm. They have a book in them, but mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, they want to jump a little bit uh, too far before they really start to heal. Because once you, let's say a, a woman, we've been dealing with a lot of women dealing with molestation and rape issues. that mm-hmm. they, they haven't, yeah. They're still dealing with that. They're still hurting, and they, they, they haven't started the healing process, and they want to write a book about that, and, and, yeah. and it's a family member that did this to them. You know, okay. when you write that book and you put it out there, you can't take it back. Yeah, you can't take it back. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. So so what um, do you suggest? I think that writing is great therapy. Um, and if anybody is, is, you know, going through that type of situation or anything similar that's that difficult, I think writing is a great way to deal with it. I used to write in a journal all throughout high school and junior high and, you know, my early young adult life. And it just it's such great therapy. It's so good for the soul. Um, what you do with it is the question. I, mean, I have, I have book boxes of journals up in my closet that are just me and God, and it's just our own private conversations, but I would never put it out there in public. I mean, not that anything, you know, traumatic or horrible or secret happened, but just, you know, those personal feelings. So 
I would advise anyone to be very careful before you do that and make sure you go through the healing process. But at the same time, don't not write. It's so therapeutic, so helpful. And then just really get some information as to what to do with it. Maybe turn it into fiction, change the names and change the situation so that nobody is hurt by the work. Or, you know, if you want to do it uh, as nonfiction, then go through a healing process. Make sure you're healed, reconciled with the person, or at least you've dealt with it so the book comes out, it doesn't become this huge, horrible thing. You know, sometimes the people put books out and it slanders somebody and it hurts people and it makes the situation worse. Definitely wouldn't recommend that. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to say, you know, you don't want to put it out there and you haven't healed from it. That's the most right. important part. Right. You know, some may write to heal themselves, mm-hmm. you know, but if if you're not completely healed, I would not recommend, you know, putting it out there because sometimes you can open up those wounds, you yeah. know, that haven't healed and, you know, they make it worse. Yeah. Definitely. You know. And you have to talk about it. You have to get on radio shows. You have to get in front of people. You have to talk about it. And if you're not healed from it, then that could be a very painful and horrible thing to have to do. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's so important to go through that healing process. Yes. You know, in the, you know, and I'm still on this, uh, in this world of Christian fiction, Christian authorships, there are a lot of people who are writing for the sake of, well, I'll say it like this, Maybe a lot of what they're writing isn't really to focus on God. It's more so to focus on, like, the juicy parts of, you know, deception and everything else. And they sort of put a, well, how can I say this, a form of godliness on it, you know, to where they can say we're Christian fiction, you know. And what do you say to authors who, you know, who just say, well, this is about God and it, because it's a preacher, but the preacher is, you know, doing all this wrong stuff, and they never offer like a a solution to the to the problem. Do you consider their works authentic or genuine? Um, you know, we we call that uh, lovingly Christian friction, not fiction, but friction, wow. where it's just it's drama wow. in the church and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I just say people have to 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 live with their conscience if that's what they feel they're called to do, or maybe they don't feel that they're called to do that. Maybe that's just what they want to do. Um, That's on them. I can't judge anybody's work. I can't judge their heart. I can't judge their motivation. All I can do is present my work before God and say, hey, this is is what I feel like you told me to do. I've got to be able to stand behind it and be proud of it and feel like God would be proud of it. But I, I, I wouldn't be so arrogant as to judge anybody else's work or their heart in what they're doing. Right. At the end of the day, Sherry, when you lay down to go to sleep and you've been writing and you, you've been given awards by the Essence magazine and you've been just all over the place, at the end of the day, do you ever sit and say, God, you know, are you proud of what I'm doing? Um, I kind of feel like he is. Not, not to be arrogant or anything, but him, you know, me and him are pretty close. We talk often, and I, I think he's pretty pleased with what I'm doing. Um. I get a lot of emails from women saying how much it ministered to them and how much it blessed them reading my work. And that, to me, is such a such a huge confirmation that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, when things go well, when I sell out, when I get uh, people calling and emailing and asking me for um, other engagements, I feel like that's God telling me I'm proud of you and putting a stamp of approval on what I'm doing. So. Yeah, I feel I feel very satisfied that I'm in line with where he is and, and doing what he's called me to do. At least the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more, but right. And you know, just to just to reach out to people that are hurting and, and they're coming to you and they're saying, Sherry, I read your book and it touched mm-hmm. me in this way. Or what do you think I should do about this? And and you're just one of millions and millions of people in this world. But for these people to come and choose you, yeah. It's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor. It's a huge honor that they would trust me, that something in my work would make them feel as if I'm a person that has God's ear, has God's heart that they can come to. Um, And it's also an honor that God would entrust that to me, that he would say, here's one of my children that's in distress. I trust you that you'll give them my word and that you'll give them my answer. So it's it's a huge honor on both counts. Mm, That's so Mm. powerful. Let me ask you a question. What... What was your motivation for not just doing, not just becoming an author, but becoming a Christian author? 
Um, well, I, I've always loved to write, and uh, as I was telling Greg, it's just it would be natural for me to be a Christian author because God is the center of my life, and so you know I can't imagine writing anything else. I I wouldn't. It would be weird. I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to do. Everything in my life focuses on my relationship with God. So I wouldn't even know what to do if it wasn't about Him. I wouldn't. I just. I would be lost. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. You know, and the reason I ask that question is because there are a lot of people who they want. They know they want something, but they don't know how to get motivated. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's wonderful that you use faith as a way of motivating you to do something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's almost like saying, you know, hey, I enjoy eating, but, you know, cooking part is, you know, right. is, you know, it's kind of tough. And so I guess the motivation for eating is, you know, you want to eat, you got to cook it. Right, exactly. You know, well, but for those out there that... And I love, yeah. You know, I was going to say for those out there that, you know, that... They don't know how to get motivated, you know, even though they they may have something that will motivate, that could motivate them, you know, where do they begin? Like, let's say they want to be a writer. Where do they begin? How do they start writing? They have the motivation, but they don't have all the necessary tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I come across that often. I get a lot of authors that I meet at different events or that email me and they don't really know how to get started, or they've written something. And um, often I'll email, I'll ask them to email me a small portion of, of what they've written, and when I get it, I'm like, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, because it, you know, it's clear that they haven't um, done the background work. You know, some people would say, well, this is what God wants me to do, but we need to perfect our craft. You know, we need to, to be skilled at what we do and be excellent. And so... One of the things that I, I recommend, like on my website, there's a list of books that I've read that everyone in my writing group has read um, that have helped us to learn our craft and perfect the craft. Anyone can tell a story, but very few people know how to tell a story well, and they don't know how to tell a great story. And so I, uh, I strongly recommend studying these craft books. You know, the Writer's Digest has an awesome series. It's a lot of authors, and it's on my website. There's a four writers page. People need to study because there's a lot of bad books out there, and there's a lot of people that aren't even getting book deals because they haven't perfected the craft of writing. And so to me, that's just as important as it is sitting down and writing the story. Mm-hmm. And what about people that, that, that really don't have the craft, but they're thinking about, well, you know, I have this book in me, but I don't know how to pull it out. What do you, do you suggest some, someone like a ghostwriter? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that's a good question because usually a ghostwriter, uh, I would think the person that would need a ghostwriter would be somebody that's famous, that already has a platform, that already has people that are lined up wanting to read their book just because their name is going to be on it. For someone who is an unknown, then you know, you're going to have to pay a ghostwriter a lot of money to write your book, and you don't even know if it's going to be successful. So... That's never something that I would really recommend unless it's somebody who's famous who has a you know a platform that that people are automatically going to buy it so i I suggest that um you just study and, and do what you got to do to learn how to write no shortcuts, no shortcuts, yeah, yeah no shortcuts <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but what about what about the workshops and seminars do you do you offer those? Definitely. Well, I don't offer them yet. Me and a group of, me and a, uh, my writers group, Faith-Based Fiction Writers of Atlanta, we actually have a workshop coming up next weekend. And um, I don't think I have it posted on my website, uh, but you can go to Faith-Based Fiction Writers of Atlanta and get more information about that workshop. But uh, in addition to the books, I also recommend conferences and writing workshops and all sorts of things, whatever it takes to get you educated on how to write. That's definitely something. Me and another writer friend are supposed to be putting together our own personal writer's workshop soon, but, you know, not right now. Okay, well, good, good. Well, yeah. see, Brian, I told you, it's more than, she's more than just a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that's the beautiful thing. And I think that the, the women out there, that they're so powerful and they want to be empowered. And we were talking earlier about the women that, or people that just don't know where to start. It just seems like every time uh, Brian and I go somewhere to speak, that's one of the things that we hear from people. I want to write this book, and they're taking notes. I want to write this book, but I don't know where to start. Do you think it's that they don't know where to start, or do you think they're just afraid to try? 
Uh, I think it's a little bit of both because I get that, like I said, everywhere I go, there's some uh, aspiring author that, uh, you know, says the same thing and they want me to tell them how to get started. And unfortunately, I really don't know how to tell anyone to get started. Um, myself and, and all the people that I write with, it's just a burning thing that you can't not write. I mean, it's just like you just got to do it. I mean, I mean, I wake up sometimes three or four in the morning with an idea that I need to write. So... I don't really understand how to get someone started who doesn't naturally just write. Um, you know, it may be that they naturally write and they don't know how to uh, format it and that kind of stuff. Like I said, the most important thing to do with that is study. But you're right, sometimes it's fear, sometimes it's procrastination. Um, you know, I've met people who want to be writers and who say that they're writers, but they never get past chapter one or they never get past chapter three. And so... You know, it's kind of like, do you really want to write? Are you making it enough a priority? And everybody, I think, thinks that they have a book in them, but not everybody has the um, discipline to get that book written. So I think first and foremost, a person needs to decide, is this something that I want to do? Is this something that I'm willing to dedicate time and energy to? Because it's a big, it's a lot of work, and it's not easy to do to discipline yourself to write an entire manuscript. That's hard work. So, you know, they need to make that decision if they're going to do it and then be willing to do whatever take, whatever it takes to get a full manuscript done. Hmm. And, and, you know, I think people, most, most people when, you, when you're talking about writing a book, to them that's like moving a mountain. Like, what? Oh, I can't yeah. write a book. There's no way I can do this. And I think what you're saying about you really can't tell people how to get started, I think that's, that has to be something within them. The, exactly the commitment that they want that they want to do and and if it's strong enough on them they'll move and they'll act on it um i would believe that that's what they would do exactly yeah exactly. because if you have something in you that you need to get out do it don't be afraid yeah, just, exactly. just 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 do it get in contact with people that are doing the things that you would like to do talk with them uh, the bible says we have not cause we ask not right, it'll be exactly. it's amazing how so many people are doing things that we don't know what they're doing, and because we're not asking them for help, we don't know if they can help us or not. Right, right, exactly. exactly. And I love the fact that the group that you have, can you give out the name of the group, your writing group, if people want to sure, get involved and they faith, want to follow you guys? It's Faith-Based Fiction Writers of Atlanta, and it's a Christian fiction writing group. Um let me think. The best way to get more information is at urbanchristianfictiontoday.com, and that's Rhonda McKnight's website, and she'll have everything on her website. I, I'm not so good at keeping up with, with everything, but she'll have everything on there. That's good. Good. Yeah. Brian, are you there? Yes, I am here. I'm typing. <laughs> okay. Are you in the chat room? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting slammed with with questions on Facebook, and I was trying to tell everybody, let's just wait. We're gonna, I'll, I'll ask her your questions in a little bit. We just had a couple things that we want to get out there too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully, okay. if 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 you have questions, go buy the books, the list. Go to her website, SherryLewis.com. S-H-E-R-R-I Lewis.com. Go ahead, Brian. I'm yeah, the talking. whole first chapter is on there, so they can get a sample of it, see what it's like. Yeah, so that gives you an opportunity to at least uh, see what you what you're gonna get. Right. But get the book. It's called the list. <laughs> yeah, get the book. <laughs> you know, and you know, Sherry, tell us about the other books as well. We want everybody to know that you don't just have this one book, but that you have a a smorgasbord of books. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My debut novel uh, is My Soul Cries Out, and it's about a woman who comes home to find her husband, who's the minister of music in their church, in bed with another man. Mm. But it's not scandalous ghetto drama. It really is a look at homosexuality in the church from the heart of God. More so, it's about dealing with tragedy, dealing with betrayal in a woman's life, in a Christian woman's life, and basically how she has to just pull on God with everything that she's got so that she can survive and not just completely fall apart. So it's really a journey book, her journey after that happens and, and her journey toward God, towards wholeness, to, towards healing, and just the faith that develops because of it. 
Wow. Wait a so minute. It's, a, it's a real page turner. It's real dramatic. And, and people, I've gotten so much good feedback about it to the point where people were begging me to write a sequel. I had no intention of writing a sequel. I never wanted to talk to the characters again. I was done with that book. But I got the request so many times that I just finally sat down and did it. And so that's the book that's coming out March next year. Wait a minute. I, I want to talk about this for a second. About, about okay. <laughs> when, 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 woo, this is serious. Yeah. You know how much guts that takes to write something like that? Guts or stupidity? I don't know which one. I mean, to come out with that as your first book? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And you know what? That's something, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, that's something that a lot of churches will not touch. Yeah. That's, something that's that why I wanted to write not, about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that we will not talk about. Now, They'll pick and choose the things that they want to talk about, but the things that are hitting home right inside the church, right. we see it every Sunday. It's hidden. People sitting there, they're not saying anything. And that's just wonderful that you have the courage and being obedient enough to write this book and put it out there. Have you had any bad, um, not bad reviews? I know you're not going to have any bad reviews, but have you had anybody from the other side to say, well, you know, I'm offended by you writing this type of book? The only two negative uh, things I got back was one from a reader who didn't like the ending at all, and she thought she just was incensed that I would suggest that the book could end that way. And of course, I'm not going to ruin it by telling what that is, but she just was completely upset with me. Um, the other one was uh, an email I got on MySpace from somebody who, who, you know, obviously wasn't a Christian and not familiar with Christianese, you know, Christian speak, the way we talk. And so on the on the blurb for the book, I wrote The Spirit of Homosexuality. And they were like, what the heck is that? You know, they were really offended by me saying that. And that was it pretty much. I expected to get so much more. I thought I'd get crucified, be on the chopping block. I thought it was going to be this huge controversy. And so many people wrote and just said how much the book touched them, how much it moved them, how for whatever reason, not that it necessarily happened to them, but the degree of betrayal and just having to put your life back together, they could identify with the emotion of it so much. And so it was really, really well received. I was just pleasantly surprised by that because I was like, this is really stupid. My first book is this controversial. Nobody's ever going to buy anything else I write, and that's just going to be the end of my writing career. And God just blessed it. He completely blessed it. Awesome. 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 So you said you were prepared for... A, a, vo- a vocal battle. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. I really you know, was. but you know, sometimes that's how God is. Sometimes you can get all prepared and armored up, and then not get a whisper. Yeah, exactly. But the best part is that you prepare yourself. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking about. Well, I got a whole bunch of stuff on my mind actually, but I was I was thinking about how. Um, when you were, uh, when Greg was talking about earlier about um, uh, Steve Harvey being on the Oprah mm-hmm. and how they were so quick to push his book, and you know it was like when I when I thought about that, I'm like, you know, seems to me that you would want in this day and age to have more positive type. Not saying that Steve Harvey's a negative person. Or saying that his book is in any way negative because I haven't read the book, I don't know. But it seemed to me that you would think in this day and age that you'd have more positive stuff coming out now. You know, do you think that, you know, there are more people that are coming out with positive stuff or do you see, you know, an increase of, you know, negativity? Um, I think it's 50-50. I actually bought Steve Harvey's book and I haven't read all of it, but I really enjoyed it and I felt it was very positive. I felt like it was good for women to be able to understand men from a man's standpoint. So I thought it was pretty positive. I know there's a lot of stuff out there that really concerns me, and especially stuff that our youth is reading, Um, a lot of the urban street lit, a lot of the erotica. I don't have anything against the authors. That's their craft. That's what they want to do. But I think, you know, we have to look at the effect of it on our young people. Years and years and years ago, somebody said BET is going to be the ruin of the black community, and I think it's done a lot to affect us. You know, if you look at... Um, some of the dress, some of the dances, some of everything. <coughs> oh, allergies you, kicking in. Some you know, it's funny you said that because I had I had not watched like uh, BET videos 
in literally months, or I would say probably longer than that, you know, because I just don't watch them. And I was doing an abstinence education class over at uh, Florida A&M University last week, and, you know, the kids there had the TV on. And I was, you know, so I'm sitting there, and I'm playing on the computer waiting for the class to get ready to get started. And I just happened to look over at the TV, and I was like, wow, this thing is, like, serious. I mean, there was a video, and I'm not going to call the young lady's name, but her video was so suggestively erotic. You know, it was like a silhouette. And most of the time it showed like a silhouette of her naked body. And I'm thinking, whoa, you know, this 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 is like soft porn in, in prime time, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and yet the kids are sitting there and there's no big deal. And someone's like, oh, she looks like a man. And, you know, oh, she don't look like no real woman. You know, and other guys, man, yes, you do. And I'm thinking, you know, they're sitting there and they're having a debate about whether this naked woman in a silhouette looks more manly than womanly. And I'm thinking, wow, they're not even debating the fact that she's naked. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's not what they're worried about. Yeah. I think it's done a lot to desensitize people um, and just really just has affected our, our, our people as a whole. So I think I think uh, books do the same thing and that just people really need to assume responsibility for what they're putting out there and the effect that it has on us as a people as a whole. So I think there is some yucky stuff out there, but in, in addition there's a lot of positive stuff out there. That's powerful. You know, I, I know I've been saying that all night, but I, I, I just love the fact that you're uh, you're motivating and you're telling people that they can do things. And now that you are where you are, tell us about the Essence Magazine best-selling. Was that an award for you? What did you think when you were contacting and they said, this is for you, Sherry? Well, basically what they do is um, every month they just document the books that are the highest sellers, um, in their essence reporting stores. And so they don't even contact you. Just every single time actually. I've hit it both I've hit it twice and both times I had no clue. Somebody emailed me to let me know and I was somewhere with people and screamed out loud and it was just completely crazy. So it's it's always exciting to find out that you made the essence list. Um and it's usually some weird way that somebody emails me or calls me and says, Hey, did you know you were on Essence's bestseller list this month? So it's pretty exciting. It's, it's a real ever- um yeah, I'm sorry. Did you ever think? Did you ever think that this this wouldn't happen for you? You know, before you wrote your first book, when you first started out writing, and and I know a lot of people are are, are in this position right now. They're they're sitting right there. And they're listening to us, and I know that they're sitting there. They're trying to write this book, and then they're struggling with it's not going to go anywhere. I'm just wasting my time. I'm setting myself up for failure. Did you feel that way when you were writing your first book? Um, not when I was writing it, no. Uh, well, it sort of kind of just started out as me writing a little story. And then when I found Victoria Christopher Murray's first book, Temptation, and realized that there was such a genre as African-American Christian fiction, contemporary Christian fiction, I said, wow, this could actually turn into something. And um, I, don't even, I don't ever think I thought it would fail. I didn't think I would be on the bestseller list. I didn't think it would be that huge. Um, but I didn't. I don't know. I, I, I can be kind of cocky, I guess, when I'm doing something, and uh, never really imagine it not working. It's so funny when I sent it off the first time. My um, best friend says, "You know, there's a possibility that you won't get published when you first send it out." And I was like, "You're absolutely crazy. Of course I'm going to get published." It never occurred to me that it might not. And so when it, you know, when it didn't, when I got four years of rejection, actually, it, it did get discouraging at that point. But I still, I don't know, just kind of believed it would happen. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes, you know, and I think that's the most impo- important part about it, to believe. Yeah. You know, because so many people will say, well, I'm going to do this, but I don't I don't know if it's going to actually do anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my, in my book, then what's the point of doing it? I'm not going to do anything that I don't think God is going to bless. Like, before I do anything, put time and energy into it, I really talk to him about it. I ask him about it and really find out if his blessings on it because I don't want to just go off. Me and a friend of mine were talking last week and we were saying, you know what, we're getting to the age where we just can't waste time just 
trying stuff, just seeing, is this going to work? Really want to get the mind of God and just be really precise in our actions because we don't have time to waste. And so I really try to listen to him, really get his mind, really get his direction on things and and try to be like, are you going to bless this? And if I really feel like he's with me and he is going to bless it, then I just go for it. Mm. Just Mm. believe. Yeah. You know, I I, I wanted to... um you hit real quick back on your books and, and, and just tell people how and where they can go to get your books. That uh, That's something I'm just getting. Everybody's like, well, you're talking about the books. How can we get them? How can we get them? Sure. <laughs> that's, that's one of the questions off of Facebook I'm getting slammed right now. People want to know where they can buy your books. Sure. They're, they're pretty much available wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, um, Borders. They're also on Amazon.com, and book clubs can get it at a discounted rate for, for MochaReaders.com, M-O-C-H-A Readers.com. So, Mocha yeah, Reader. Much, yeah. Walmart has them, I think. I haven't been to Walmart lately to see if they're there yet. But Walmart carries, uh, carries Urban Christian books. Have you mailed Oprah a copy of your book yet? No. <laughs> My mom said she was going to. My mom said she was going to. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, hey, book of the month. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it <laughs> Every author well, e- uh, mails over their book. I'm sure she's got like a warehouse full of books. Yeah, but, but you know what? Your, More your importantly, book your book is different, though, and you have favor. So, so put it <laughs> That's in true. Box. I do have the favor of God on me. That's, favor. That's right. We just, you know? had, we just had one. I'm sorry, Brian. We just had one of our guests. Uh, he's been on our show twice. He was on Oprah's show, and he was just on awesome. uh, Tower Bank's show just this past month. Wow! Yeah, wow! Tony, awesome. Tony Gaskins Jr. He's an author as well. He wrote awesome. the book. Yeah, he wrote the book. What Daddy Never Told His Little Girl. Oh wow! And reclaiming good. our youth one day at a time. That sounds really good. Wow. Yeah. So sorry to cut you off, okay. Brian. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the same thing. So you just said what I was gonna say. But you know, more importantly, I mean, your book is. A positive book. It's something that helps, you know, that something that also exposes, you know, real life occurrences, things that that could actually happen versus, you know, the steamy novels that, you know, you would say, wow, that really happened. You know, your book is your books are more believable than, you know, than what I've seen the book of the month hit. You know, I mean, especially some of the people that have actually been found to be frauds. You know, so Okay, okay. Yeah, I try to keep everything real. I just try to keep it real. And that it's amazing that that's one of the one of the one of the things that I always get back from um from readers. Like I had a girl who said, I just read the read the first three pages of your book and it sounded like you went into my diary and, and wrote what I was feeling and so I just mm. I consider that a great blessing that people so can relate to uh what I'm writing and they feel like it's real, they feel like it's just for them or it's about them even. One girl said, your characters felt like they were my best friends, literally. And I was like, wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, and, that, and that's awesome because, you know, to get that kind of response just shows you that you're doing what, you're you're in the right field. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, I mean, I've, I've talked to authors in the past, and when you ask them that question, they'll say, well, you know, sometimes I get good response. Most of the time I get, you know, people mad or, you know, they wow. never they never actually meet and greet with the people that you know that read their books. Okay. You know, and it's like, well, why are you why are you a writer? You know, why? Yeah, exactly. Because the whole thing is, you're supposed to capture the the mind of the person that's reading the book. They're supposed to be able to immerse themselves in your book and feel like they were there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I've had you know. people say, wow, I miss them. What are they doing now? And I'm like, it's a book. The book is over. I don't know what they're doing now. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry, I wanted to ask you this, and Brian, you know, you, I'm piggybacking off Brian's question. Do you feel that you're living your purpose right now? Um, The tip of the iceberg, just the very beginning of it. I feel like there's so much more that I'm called to do and that I'm passionate about doing. But I feel like this is just the beginning. I, if, if this was all there was to it, I'd be. I feel like God would be disappointed, and I would be disappointed. Not that, not that. You know, I'm very, I'm very happy, and uh, very grateful for this amount of success. But I just feel like there's so much more I'm supposed to do. So I'm beginning to walk in my destiny, but I've got so much more that I, I know that I'm supposed to accomplish. So you got on a traveling shoes. 
Dancing yeah. to Destiny. <laughs> Dancing to Destiny. Yeah, exactly. All, let me say this. All the listeners out there, if you want to, well, I'm not going to say if you want, please follow Sherry. You can go to her website, SherryLewis.com, S-H-E-R-R-I, Lewis.com, and you can sign up for her email newsletter. Mm-hmm. I'm there now. So everybody that's listening, please sign up, follow her. Trust me, Brian, and trust me, listeners, it's going to be a household name shortly. So if you want okay. to get on, you better do it now. You, you uh, better jump out there now and pay close attention to what's going on. And if you have a book in you, she's said some wonderful things. Um, please feel free to share this radio broadcast to your friends because you just never know who's listening. You never yeah. know who, who needs to hear uh, the motivating words from Sherry or myself or Brian. But Sherry, we just we're just so excited, and we thank you so much for coming on. We have about ten minutes, and are you available for speaking engagements? Absolutely, that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, love to go anywhere, everywhere, and speak um, to any group. I like book clubs, singles ministry, women's ministries, youth, whoever, whatever, wherever, whenever. I just love to speak uh, to people wherever they are, whatever they want me to talk about. I'm there. Awesome. So do, who do you want them to get in contact with? And I know that you, your phone is going to ring. People are going to call. They want you to <laughs> Do you want them to get in contact with your publisher? or do you want them to send emails to um, you? My booking agent, uh, his information is on my website at the contact page, or they can email me directly at sherry at sherrylewis.com, either one. But my booking agent's information is on the, is on the website. I haven't memorized this number. Okay. Darren Gale. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good. Awesome, awesome. And, and I, of and course, I, you said the books are wherever books are sold. Mm-hmm. And, and I see, so. I see, I see. Brian on Facebook has become one of your fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I added you too. So <laughs> I had already had her as my Facebook friend, and I said, you know what? Let me go out there. I was going to give everybody the information on how to find her, yeah. and I said, oh, she's got a fan page. <laughs> oh, do I? Oh, dear. Yeah. Don't tell them what my publicist's been up to. <laughs> Do I have a fan page? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. You just never well, know. Check out my fan page. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You have people following you, and they're like, oh, my God, what? That's right. Wow. You have fans <laughs> <laughs> right, Brian, I know okay. you had another question for Sherry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no. I was just going to say that um, if you want to follow Sherry, you can find her on Facebook. She's also on MySpace. And I'm not sure if you have a Twitter page, but I'm sure that if you don't, your publicist will be making one tomorrow. You started one, but I never, I don't even think I've ever logged on to Twitter before. It, just, it gets to be too much after a while. Shelfari, mm-hmm. uh, Shout Life, MySpace, Facebook. If you really want to find me, you can catch me on Facebook. I, really, I, see I like Twitter. It. I, I see you do have oh, a Twitter. You yeah, but I, I, I don't think I've ever been on there. I think, I think my publicist did that, and I, I don't think I've ever done anything with it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm always on Facebook. I, like, have to ground myself off Facebook. I have to punish myself and say, no Facebook today until you finish this manuscript. So if you want to find me and talk to me, that's the place to look. How how close are you to finishing your fourth book? Oh, I I, I send it off Monday. I click send, and that's it. It's gone. It's done. Very happy about that. Yeah, very happy about that. How in the world do you turn out these books so quickly? How how do you do that? Is Is it just that? When you start writing, you hear this voice that says, well, not actually hear it, but <laughs> you have something guiding you and directing you on what to write and, and how um, to piece it all together? It's a lot of things. Number one, I love to write. I love characters. I love stories. And once I birth the characters, once I figure out who they are, they literally drive the story for me. I mean, they. I will wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning like, ooh, that would be great if that happens next. And I just get up out of bed and write. And so... The characters really drive the story. Um, there's a lot of discipline that's involved in it as well because sometimes you just don't feel like writing or a lot of other stuff comes up that you've got to take care of. So, you know, I make sure, like when I'm actively writing, actively working on a book, that at least a little bit every day I work on the book, and then especially on the weekends I try to write as much as possible. So it's, dis- it's a whole lot of discipline and a whole lot of information. I mean, a lot of inspiration as well, mm. a little bit of both. Awesome, awesome. You know, I'm actually looking at all the people that are following you on Facebook now. <laughs> okay. Like, wow. Yeah, it's kind of huge. It's a big list. I'm like, hey, all my friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, Facebook friends. <laughs> yeah, hi, Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. 
You know, Sherry, I just want to say that it has definitely been a pleasure to have you come on the show again. And, you know, you are always welcome to join us on the Abundant Solutions Hour. You know, even if we have other guests, if you want to call, chime in, talk to us, you are more than welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like hanging out with y'all. Y'all are always a fun interview to do. And, again, everybody, she's available for speaking engagements. It doesn't matter where you are. And, you know, I would love to see you get in the college circuit. Oh, that would be awesome. That yes. would be awesome. There's so yeah. many people out there, so many young people coming out of college right now, uh, journalists that, that that are just writing, that are just out there trying to do their thing. But I think with me, my my focus is just seeing women being empowered to get out there and, and, and use their voice and use their pen to help strengthen that little girl or, or that that, off, that that orphan kid or that kid that's being raised in, in foster care that, that that can give that person some type of hope that they can be what Obama is right now or they can be um, the first lady or they can be Sherry Lewis or they can be Oprah, that type of thing. That's the kind of hope that these children need right now. If you're just yeah. watching television, you just see so much pain and so much hurt that there's no dreams. It's like everything yeah. has been just pushed over and just stepped on, but you continue to climb, and that's a beautiful thing. And after my rambling, what is it that keeps you pushing? What is it that keeps you going? Um, I mean, I hate to say the same thing over and over, but it's it's definitely my relationship with God. I mean, he is my inspiration. He Everything everything comes from him, the faith to do stuff, the inspiration to do stuff, the courage to believe that I can actually do something that will actually work. All that stems from my relationship with God, just feeling like he's 100% behind me, that he's head over heels in love with me, that he's just got my back no matter what I do, that he's always there. That uh, I think that's that's what inspires me the most. And then just the idea that I can actually help someone's life be better, that I can minister to somebody and they can get closer to God or they can get an answer to a problem that they have. So I think it's it's God and it's also being able to help people, those two things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we've we really, really enjoyed you, I tell you what. We we really have. And we would just love to have you come back on when your 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 book is out there, once everything is published, and or, or just let us know so that we can push it and try to get people to buy it. I don't think we're going to have a hard time doing that, but we would, <laughs> okay. love, we would love to be a part of pushing you on the Oprah show. Okay. Or, push, or, push, <laughs> or pushing you out there so you'll have your own television show. You just okay. never know what this sounds thing good is too. going. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, too. Yeah, the sky's on it. Yes, you never know. So, Brian, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just had to say that. No, I was going to say, hey, you know, I, like I said earlier, you're always welcome to come back on. And again, you know, we just enjoy we enjoy your company anyway. And like I said, we hadn't talked to you in a while, so it was just yeah. you know fun and refreshing, you know, to have you come back on and join us. Yeah, it's a blessing being here. You know, yeah. I'd like for you to give our listeners just some some closing thoughts on you know what they need to do to capture their dream or to live their dream. Hmm. I'd say it's faith, um, faith that your dreams can actually come true. You know, a lot of people have dreams. Very few people actually achieve them. So I'd say it's 80% faith and then 20% discipline and hard work because it's one thing to have a dream and to sit around and talk about that dream all the time, but to actually put your hands to it and to make it happen, it takes a lot. It really, really does. And to stick with it no matter what's going on, no matter what discouraging things may come up uh, in the meantime. It took me four years to get a book deal. And honestly, I'd almost given up before uh, I, I finally got the contract for the books that are out now. And so I'd say never let anybody convince you that you can't do and be whatever you dream of being. Have complete and total faith in God that he's got your back, and then be willing to do whatever it takes to make that dream come true. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, we've had author Sherry Lewis on the show, and we thank her again for joining us. And 
Sherry, real quick, give out your information again. We want to make sure that uh, the callers get it. Sure. Uh, my website is www.sherrylewis.com, and that's S-H-E-R-R-I-L-E-W-I-S.com. And I'm also on Facebook, MySpace, all under the same name, Sherry Lewis. All right, all right. And the name of the book is? <laughs> the List is my most recent book, The List. Okay. And the first chapter is on the website, so you can check it out. All right, so go to the website. Go to, what you say, uh, Amazon.com, everywherebooksaresold.com. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I have some uh, closing thoughts as well. I want to say that when you're doing your list, make sure that you fashion that list after the most important man on the planet. Mm -hmm. The one who gave his life for you. Now I ain't going to start preaching, Greg, so I know that's what you're going to say. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Go ahead. <laughs> you, know, I, I, but, you know, in all seriousness, I think that when, when you all create this list, it needs to be fashioned after the one who created marriage after the one who created the first relationship. And if you don't do that, then you might as well just take that list after you write it and throw it in the trash because it won't be worth any good. It won't be any good. Absolutely. You know. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you all for joining us, and we hope that you join us again on Monday as we'll have another exciting and wonderful topic.